Hello, my darlings, and welcome back to Conversations with My Higher Self. I missed you. So I decided to take a little bit of a deeper dive into numerology with you, and this is going to be one of a series of shorter episodes around a life path number. Numerology is a science, ancient science, that is perhaps not as widespread today as astrology. At one point, that was not the case. Now, a lot of the knowledge has been long lost, has been misinterpreted. Certain things have been so convoluted that in some ways, numerology is considered a pseudoscience. And today I wanted to start perhaps bringing it back a little bit into the forefront, into the spotlight, and sharing some of the ways that you should think about the basis of numerology, which is a life path number. A life path in numerology is the same thing as your sun sign in astrology. It is the one number that defines this current incarnation that you're living in. It defines it from start to finish. In fact, before you incarnate your higher self, decides on what that life path number is going to be. Prior to diving in, um, if you guys haven't uh, subscribed to my TikTok channel, maybe you should. It is at This Is Maria Official. It is a growing community, so I would love to see you there. Maria with a Y, M-A-R-I-Y-A. Alrighty, let's, let's dive into numerology. So going back to what I said, a life path number is a pretty pivotal concept in numerology. This is the core crux of that science. And before you incarnate, your higher self decides upon which life path number it wants you to embark on. Now, there are two types of incarnations as far as life paths are concerned. Um, you have your master incarnations, of which there are three. 11, 22, and 33 are the numerical representations of those master incarnations. And then you have what I would refer to as the run-of-the-mill or the preparatory incarnations, not to say that this is not to imply that they're in any way, shape, or form inferior to the master incarnations. Rather, your soul chooses to have both at different frequencies. You're a lot more likely as a soul to have a run-of-the-mill incarnation that would be represented by a numerical frequency of one through nine, and you would be a lot less likely to be going through a master incarnation. A master incarnation is exactly what it sounds like. It is something that you have to prepare for. It is not something that you could just undertake, you know, at first glance or at first blush. It requires some prep work. It requires some serious introspection. It requires you to go through experiences that would challenge you, that would try to mold you into a newer version of yourself or an upgraded version of yourself, if you will. So master incarnations are far and in between. And most of you are going to be living one of the nine core life paths numbers, life path numbers one through nine, which also represent the different facets of creation. So collectively numbers one through nine would incorporate the vast majority of the experiences you could be having in a third dimensional world like planet Earth. So they are quite a perfect system. They are each of them very deep worlds. Every number that represents a life path is a very multifaceted universe. And so despite the fact that you may be sharing a life path number with another being, with another person, your experiences may be quite different. 
Now, the overall vibration or frequency of that experience from a higher perspective is similar. But the specific events that the would attract, that the specific people, even intentions sometimes, are going to vary person to person. In fact, you would be tight-pressed to find two incarnations that are exactly alike. Despite the fact that everything flows according to patterns. I've said it before and I'll say this again. This is a mathematically based structure. The matrix is a mathematically based universe. It is a very precise structure. It is so by design. And as such, numerology plays such an important role in explaining it. Because the matrix is a byproduct of the mind of the great architect, the numbers represent a lot of the frequencies, or shall I say, every frequency experienced in third dimensional worlds could be reduced to a number, one through nine. That is, unless we're talking about a life path, at which point you would also have your master incarnations. Now, of course, master incarnations could also be reduced to a single number. For example, if you're an 11, it's technically one plus one equals two. It's technically, it could be reduced to number two. If you are a 33 master incarnation, three plus three equals six, so it could be reduced to a six numerical frequency. And yet they stand on a pedestal of their own. If you're curious to dive into the master incarnations, I've made a separate episode just on those because I find them to be quite complex and quite understudied and maybe perhaps lesser understood even than the core incarnations, the core one through nine life paths. Okay, before I dive into, and today this, this, this episode is going to be a little bit of an introduction, but really talking about life path number one. That is the intention of this episode. Very often uh, when I talk about numerology, you know, I find that people are not necessarily familiar with how to calculate their own numerical charts. So before we dive in really quickly, how do you get to your own life path number? All you need is your date of birth. That's it. We don't need your time of birth or place of birth like astrology. We just need the date of birth. So essentially you would take, you'll start with a month, I guess, if you're in the US, it doesn't really matter. If you're, if you're listening to me globally, you can start with a day of the month, but it doesn't really matter. So if let's say you're starting with a month, your month is represented by a numerical frequency. It is either one digit or two digits. If your month that you were born is two digits, you would need to add the two digits together so that your month is represented by one single digit. For example, if you were born in November, it is represented numerically as 11. And so you would add one plus one equals two. So that would be your number. Then you would take your day of birth, right? Most of you are going to have double digits or you're going to have single digits. If you have a single digit, you're already all set. There is nothing else for you to do. If you have a double digit, again, add the two digits together to get one single numerical representation of your day of birth. Last but not least, take the four digits of the year where you were born and add them up together until you get a single number, right? So add the four numbers together. And if you get a double digit number, which you most likely will, add those two. So you again, you reduce it and uh, you get just one single digit at the end of all of this. And then now you have three single digits. If you add them together, if you sum it all up, you're going to get your life path number. In all the cases, you should keep summing things up until you get to one single number of a life path, unless it is 11, 22, or 33. Those ones you don't sum up, those are master incarnations. Also, there are so many apps and even websites that you could go if you don't want to do the calculation online. You can just type in in one of the search engines 
that you would like to like a, to calculate like your life path number and you would be able to do that. Alrighty. So that is a very simple calculation. Numerology at its core, the calculations are not all that complicated. Alrighty. And so the entire universe, the entire set of experiences you could be having on planet Earth is reduced to essentially 12 different paths, the nine core paths and the three master paths. Collectively, there are the 12, I mean, of course, there are the 12 zodiac signs, there are the 12 apostles of Christ. There are so many 12s out there because 12 is truly a number of completion, finality, coming full circle. It's the number of the circle, actually, weirdly, for you know our current time-space reality. And so no wonder that in, in, in numerology, in divine numerology, you also have 12, just like the zodiac. Alrighty, so if you are a one, or if you know somebody that is a one, and by the way, I highly, highly recommend that you do similar calculations for all of your friends, for all of your family, because understanding somebody's life path number, like I said, is just like understanding their sun sign in astrology. It could tell you so much about why they showed up, what is their purpose in this life. And a lot of people I find spend so much time looking for their purpose, trying to understand why they showed up, and they don't even they don't even know some of the basics, right? Like your life path number is one of the deadest giveaways of your life purpose, right? Even if you cannot get access to your spirit guides or your higher self or the North Star or any of that, it doesn't really matter because you can start with things like numerology and astrology. Alrighty. So if you or somebody you know are life path number one, listen up because this is all about you and why you came to planet Earth. One is a divine masculine number. One is a divine masculine principle. What does that mean? That means that you came here to stand strong on your own two feet and be your, and be your own individual self. So one is all about me, myself, and I. One is all about individuality. In some ways, it means, yes, like one stands in the strength of being separate from others. Very often, ones are very strong life paths because you're going to be going on a merry-go-round of figuring out your own sense of self, your own sense of worth. Usually, this is a life that is that has quite a lot of challenge associated with it. This is not your easy life. This is not your, you know, smooth don't expect any challenges kind of incarnation. The one, if you think about it also, is the energy of the Aries. The Aries, it's a fire energy. So the first sign in the zodiac. It is about paving your own way. It is about coming into a society and staking your, you know, putting a stake in the ground, claiming your space on the map, saying, hey, I've arrived and this is me. Very often life path numbers um, ones are going to come with a very strong personality and having a very strong energetic blueprint. These are very often not your shrinking violets. And if they are, you know, it is because of trauma and conditioning that they uh, became that way, not by design. So if you find yourself being a life path one, but you're not fully outwardly self-expressed, look within, right? And you, you're going to have to start healing that shadow and healing that trauma because as a life path one, you came here to be seen and heard and be active out there in the world. These are not your hermits. These are not the people who are going to be, you know, put in the dark corner 
to never be spoken of or spoken to ever again. One is that number of self-expression. And then, yes, there's a lot of self in one, but you almost wanted to. So in numerology, right, just uh, hopefully this is helpful context, one through nine, there are trios of numbers that they go hand in hand. I mean, there are multiple ways to dissect it, but numbers one through three are beginner numbers, meaning they jump start cycles, right? It's it's the same, again, if you're familiar with astrology, it's the same as the cardinal signs. The first sign that represents a particular element, in this case, one is the first sign that represents fire. So it is that first spark. It's the ignition. It is when you, you showed up and you're like, okay, I'm finally able to embrace myself fully. So what are, and by the way, as we're talking through this life path numbers, it's really important for me to show you what the challenges and the blessings are of each path, because you may be able to finally start understanding why things are the way they are for you. It's not because you're, there's something wrong with you. It is because you have chosen a particular challenge. You're playing a particular game and certain things just come with the territory and that is completely fine. And in fact, you should embrace it and you should cherish it because every life path is beautiful. There is a lesson in every single life path. Another thing worth mentioning here is your soul has been on all of those life paths numbers many times over. That is the whole thing. There is not one soul in existence that has lived enough incarnations, um, that is not a baby soul, so to say, that hasn't been through all of it many times, right? We all have done it and we all shall do it again. So again, don't judge yourself for where you are and what you choose. In fact, if you feel there's something wrong with being life path number one, if I tell you, you should think otherwise. This is a very beautiful energy, especially so it, it is a little bit of a rubble, right? Again, it's that masculinity that came in, took us, took the space on the map and said, Hey, I believe in my vision. I believe that I matter. I believe that my way is right, right? So this is a little bit of a rebellious type of streak. This is not somebody that is going to come and want to live in, into a societal template that doesn't make sense to them. This is also not necessarily a person that you should be expecting heavy commitments from as it relates to other people. Like these people have come to, to be the fire, to be, um, to trailblaze, right? They're a trailblazer essentially is what they are. And they know themselves not in their relationship to others and not in their relationship to societal blueprints, but they know themselves through going deep and understanding what it is that they truly want. So for life path number one, it is extremely, extremely important to align with what it is actually like in life, what it is actually want to do. So life path numbers one are going to fail at trying to please another. For instance, let's say you were born into a very conservative family that told you, hey, you can only be a doctor and a lawyer. And you're like, forget about it. I want to be an actor or an actress. You know, as a life path one, you must follow your own way, regardless and irrespective of the fact that this may not be your lineage. This may not be what your parents want you to do or your husband or your wife or whatever, your boyfriend, girlfriend, your significant other. It doesn't really matter. It is important for life path number one, to stand up for what you believe is right. Because by leading yourself towards your own path, you tend to change societies. You tend to change ecosystems. You tend to change neighborhoods, people, countries, all of that, right? Um, and again, the one thing that life path number one should understand is that they are incredibly visible. They're like this pillar of like fire, 
in, in, in amidst the society, right? So they cannot really, they are not in the background, right? So everything that they do carries a meaning. Everything that they do is important. So understanding and recognizing that. Also understanding that there's so much stigma around ego on planet Earth. And I find that very few people are going to feel the stigma of ego and being selfish. Very few people are going to feel it like life path number one. And that is what we start getting into the challenges of the childhood. Your childhood as a number one may have gone probably a couple of different ways, but I'll just give you some of the few trends that you guys share in common as a life path one. First, you always felt completely misunderstood or somehow just very different. I don't know if you guys have seen this image. It's like, you know, like the white sheep and then there's this one black sheep in the middle. Like you were the odd one out, whether that was a familial structure, whether that was in your immediate, I don't know, like school or like with um, your siblings or what, what have you, right? Like in society, somehow you felt like, oh my God, I'm so different. Uh, but not necessarily bad different. It could be any kind of different. It's like, I just don't jive. I just don't gel very well with what these other people are telling me to be, do, or have. So you always wear that little, like very, very innate energy of a little bit of a mover and shaker, a little bit of a rubble, a little bit of a nonconformist. Like people, you, A, you really hate taking direction from others, including even your parents. You're like, please don't. You know, I have my opinions really, really. I know what I'm up to, right? So in the childhood, there could have been struggle because of that inability or unwillingness to do as you're told. You may have had issues with your parents or with people in position of authority. You're like, no, I'm rebelling. I'm doing it my way. Um, that's very much a life path one. Of course, unless there was so much trauma that this original fire that you brought from God the Almighty, from source consciousness, unless that fire was quenched in you. And if that happened, and you know, it does happen, for some of you, you may feel like you lost your motivation. You lost your, you lost your, your way a little bit, right? So reigniting that fire, keeping that fire going is extremely important for life path one. You could also have felt outside of like feeling like they're the odd one out. Some people, and, and usually again, remember you're the carrier of very, very strong masculine energies. That kind of means my way or the highway. You were not here to compromise. You're not here to look for consensus. If anything, right, one is also a leader number, right? So you're really good, a really good leader. People would congregate around you, would naturally gather around you, would, you know, your opinions would matter when you speak, people would listen. However, it doesn't mean that whatever you were saying is everybody's cup of tea. So there could have been bullying, again, very strong personality. People could have thrown things at you like, how dare you be so selfish? How are you this narcissistic? Why do you only think of yourself? Start considering others. Like, where is the compassion in you, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you know, all of those things could have been part of your journey. You may have also been put through, like in your childhood, you may have been given a very forceful parent or a teacher or somebody early on in your life that taught you your own individuality and the value, the amount of significance you were assigned to it. So you had to have a challenger. So life, life path um, number one always has a challenger. And that challenger manifests themselves usually within the first 10 years of your life. Somebody in your childhood was your challenger. What does that mean? A challenger is somebody who imposes their own viewpoint upon you. Challenge could have happened many different ways. It could have come through a form of gaslighting, 
when essentially what you you know how you believe things to be true is 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 not what they told you what was what happened right it could be through them just imposing their will on you like no you're not going to do this you have to do that again very often as a strict parent because you know i mean how many people are you exposed to before the age of 10 that could exert um this type of power and control over you so very often it's a parent a very forceful parent and then you go through this arc of finding your own way, finding your own path and finding what's true to yourself, like your own authenticity and rawness, despite this challenger or actually because of the challenger. And so for those of you that have had this challenger or multiple challengers, you would notice, you would notice that they made you who you are. They made you stronger. It's kind of like, you know, a hero doesn't really become a hero until there is a villain. So like your arch nemesis always shapes you into who you are. It is inevitable. And that is how life works. So in fact, if that person who was trying to impose their will on you has created some trauma along the way, please know that this trauma can be healed because once you recognize and acknowledge that you should approach the situation of this person with as much gratitude for shaping you and molding you into who you are today. Then you gain a whole new perspective and you understand that they didn't do that because they wanted to be vindictive or for any other reason other than they were acting in your best interest. That being said, if you are a master incarnation, like 1122 or 33, somehow randomly listening to this episode, I'll tell you this. You may recognize yourself, ironically, in a few or all of the core life path numbers. Why? Because every master incarnation has to pass through a number of core incarnations to get into the master status, to be able to take this high-level exam. So if you feel like, oh my God, somehow this resonates with me, like why does this resonate with me? I'm not a life path one, you know, very likely, you know, if you are a master number, you have core memories of feeling a certain way, of feeling this way. So your whole body may be resonating with this. So again, what is your strategy and what are your blessings as a life path, number one? Remember that no matter what you have been called and how you have been bullied and, and how you have been pressured into walking off your own path, and you know, and, and no matter how much you've been challenged around your way is not the right way and you don't know what you're talking about, for you, it is extremely important to stand your ground, remain self-confident, self-confident, be that torch uh, of light uh, in the dark night, showing people the way. So you are a way shower. So in other words, I'm saying that in your particular case, ego is the biggest blessing. Your own sensation of being separate and standing for something that is unique to you is a blessing and not a curse. So stop making yourself wrong for being a little bit rough around the edges and not being malleable and flexible enough because you are not water, my, my friend. You are fire. And as fire, you are meant to shine. You are meant to be different potentially than others. You are meant to own yourself fully, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between, and know that there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. Know that true change often comes because a number one life path has showed up in people's lives. So you have a transformative presence, not just for you, but for other people. You have a power to ignite a lot of things. You have a power to be that first spark of inspiration, but also you have the insight and that almost like innate understanding when something is wrong with society. Like you will be the first one to call the BS 
on something that doesn't make sense, that something doesn't work. You'll be like, you'd show up and you would call out the pink elephant in the room that everybody refuses to acknowledge because it's uncomfortable. You see, as a fire, you don't care about comfort. Comfort is in a sense of like society and relationships. You're not seeking comfort. You're seeking authenticity. You're seeking truth. You're seeking expression. So the last thing for you uh, and like kind of like your worst nightmare is to not be self-expressed. What are some of my pointers for you? Always work with your heart space. That's your center of, sorry, not heart space. Throat space is what I meant. That is your center of self-expression. So if you feel like this center, your throat is a little bit overactive, right? Because again, one is a very outward energy, right? It's a not inward. It's not introspective until, or sorry, shall I say, unless you're still searching for what it is that you are. But once you have that clarity, you're not all that introspective. You're outward. Like you're like, okay, let's, let's change the world type of situation, or at least let's change my life. Like let's make change. Let's get going. Like life is short. Let's do this. Like you're that kind. You're the active principle. Masculine is the active principle. Feminine is the passive principle, right? So you're not meant to be passive. And so you always need to watch out for your resource because the fire tends to be able uh, the fire tends to burn out so you want to make sure that you have enough rest you want to make sure that you drink a lot of water i know it sounds basic but as a fire you need a lot of water you as a fire energy also do require uh, meditation or like a yoga flow something that is a flowy practice to be able to balance your fire out a little bit because otherwise it just has a propensity for um it could burn you down and you don't want that and again work with your throat area heal your throat I have done many, many, um, or maybe not many episodes, but I've certainly done episodes as well as I made YouTube videos about healing your throat center, your center of self-expression. And there is at least one, if not multiple meditations that you can do that I recorded on our Sacred Universe podcast. Alrighty, well, keep rocking life path number one. You are awesome. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Thank you guys. I'll see you in the next one. Bye.